I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romaran, and Emil A.S.H. checking in for another audio-only episode. This is just the third of four episodes that we're releasing this week. Just look at us just pumping out so much content. Because mm-hmm. naming gonna up in the mm-hmm. world of wrestling. And uh, this is the Picks of the Week episode. So if you have any picks that you'd like to contribute to the conversation, then make sure you hit us up at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and on TikTok as we share with you our favorite wrestling matches of the week. Now, uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, there's a big event, a big party we want you to be a part of. And of course, we want you to join our growing Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patreon community. So Emil A.S.H., let them know uh, what's happening over in our patron community. All right. So if you want to get the full Wrestling Wrestling Podcast experience, you can do that by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast where you can subscribe for as low as $5. So in a local currency, it's around 275 pesos. Um, uh, madaming perks ang uh, pag-subscribe sa aming Patreon. Of course, we got the Discord server, which uh, you can uh, you can uh, interact with your fellow podcast and talk to us about anything uh, under the sun. Of course, you can talk to us about wrestling since we are the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. But you can also talk to us about everything that you like, maybe sports, food, fashion, uh, memes. You could uh, you could also talk to other patrons as well, patrons as well of our Patreon and. Um, watch parties as well. We do. We also do watch parties sometimes on our Discord server. So if you want to, uh, if you want to experience, um, want to experience that, you could uh, do that by joining our Patreon. And also, we got our Pasabais, which uh, the last one just finished last month. And di ko pa na ko yung sakit, but uh, <laughs> but uh, soon sana makuha ko. Um, and if you want to be, if you want to join the next one, you you know, and uh, get your authentic wrestling merch, you could get it through us. And uh, also the review content for the uh, weekly wrestling shows like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, and some local wrestling events as well, courtesy of Rowan. 
And uh, by subscribing to our Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the pod. So please subscribe again to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as five dollars. All right, thanks All right. for that, Emil ASH. Let's also let the people know that we've got another viewing party coming up in a few weeks as we look to crown a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion at Night of Champions. Yon, it's not just a viewing party, it is another live and in-person viewing party. So you know, we will be crowning a new World Heavyweight Champion and it's going to be a big party. It's a big event, big occasion because uh, we're going to have a new world champion. And you can watch that with us and the your favorite creators from Geek Talk PH over at our Night of Champions watch party uh, at Hobby Stadium on the, the night of Saturday, May 27th. So, Shempre, that is uh, Saudi Arabia time. So, unfortunately, we will have to uh, start rather late in the evening. but. I think that's going to be better for all of us. Like I said we don't have to wake up early and run on a lack of sleep. But we'll just have we can just sleep in on the Sunday uh, morning after. So all you got to do is uh, subscribe, buy your tickets rather on the in, incoming snack.ph link. It should be snack.ph slash geek talk ph, snack.ph slash g e k t a l k p h. We will be having early bird pricing, 400 pesos if you. Buy now, and then if you choose to walk in, it's going to be 500 pesos for you. So please come join us. It'll be fun. We'll have a lot of fun cheering on whoever the new world heavyweight champion will be. See you there. Yeah, uh, so it's either Seth Rollins or TBA, kusino man ang mag-advance from the SmackDown side of the bracket. Uh, for those of you who are saying na, oh, puro south na lang yung mga viewing party, Hobby oh. Stadium's actually in New Manila. Yes. 84 Doña Hemady Street, New yeah. Manila. So for yung mga taga uh, scout area or New Manila people, Tomas Morato, yan, malapit yan sa inyo. Yung mga iba uh, dyan, mas gusto maglakad, papunta sa Hobby Stadium, mas madali para sa kanila. Yung... <laughs> Yeah, that's your spot, all right? And uh, I actually received my call time now for Night of Champions. So we're setting up around 11, 11.30 p.m. Manila time. And the show starts at 1, p- uh, 1 a.m. Manila time. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. We will have to tell everyone that. Uh will have to update. So, um it's gonna be fun. It's like a sleepover. It's like a slumber party, if you will, with oh, other wrestling fans. Wrestling fan yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> for better or worse. Mas okay yung walang tulogan kesa sa ano sa maagang gising. Makes me wonder kung nakatabi mo sobrang ang hit, tapos hindi ka matulog dahil don. Is that a good thing? I mean, oh God. I mean, kulang na lang sa slumber party na to is yung ano yung yung banyo para maligo eh. <laughs> yeah. So see you there, uh, May twenty eight. Uh, 1 a.m. Manila time for Night of Champions, which you can also catch on Disney Plus with uh, hopefully Sana may Tagalog commentary na, you know, we're, we're hoping, manifesting that. Anyway, let's get to our picks of the week. We're going to start with Chinos, and this is the firm deletion from Rampage no May 5 US time. And as Chino says, it is AEW's attempt of bringing the Broken Universe into their canon or bringing it back actually. Because Broken Matt was already part of canon in 2020, palang, the stadium stampede. But this time, Medjunic expand ulit yung Broken Universe. You've got Isaiah Cassidy, who's now Matt Hardy's uh, tag team partner for the moment. Uh, Jeff Hardy, or brother Nero, of course, he's there. There's, there's Hook. And then Kalaban nila yung firm. 
uh, with the focus being on Matt Hardy and Ethan Page. And I actually enjoyed it. Um, it this is the type of thing na pag uh, pinanood mo ng, kunwari, nakainom ka or, you know, uh, nakapag-420 ka, mas may-enjoy mo siya. Kasi sobrang kagaguhan lang siya talaga, di ba? Like, uh, Stokely Hathaway getting ambushed by the Hardy kids. That really popped me. Or uh, Isaiah Cassidy moaning from the roof of the shed and then executing a swanton bomb from the top. Or King Maxwell doing his own swanton bomb. Holy crap. Um, medyo nakakagago siya in a nice way, I guess. Um, a lot of references as well to... Uh, the final deletion, the OG one, yung uh, insert name here, I knew you'd come. Yeah. Or yung mga fireworks <laughs> na ginagamit bilang barrel. Uh, si Vanguard One made an appearance. Wala nang dilapidated boat. But Senor Benjamin was there yeah, too, yeah. di ba? Yeah, Senor Benjamin. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> I, I popped for Senor Benjamin uh, t- using a taser on Stokely. That was pretty cool. And uh, Rebecca Hardy uh, being more active in uh, this Actually cinematic match as well. Yeah. Yep. Diba? That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I like the spots that you mentioned uh, specifically. Yung, uh, anything that involves Stokely was funny. Yeah. Uh, anything that also involves Isaiah was also funny. But um, if you know the context, if you are one, if you know the context between um that 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 resulted in this match, and then if you know the context of the past uh deletion matches. This one just doesn't hold up to it, um, to to that history, that body of work of the deletion matches. One, the the commentary threw me off. The deletion match should not Actually, have commentary. Oh. Yeah. It's Even though no, Randy Orton versus uh, Randy Orton, tuloy, Bray Wyatt versus Matt Hardy, diba? Wala rin commentary. Yeah, exactly. That, diba, that, ng, ano, that ng pandemic era uh, cinematic matches were not supposed to have commentary because they were supposed to stand on their own as literal cinema, right? So this felt super weird. It was because I knew that Chempre Excalibur had to sign off uh, at the end of the show, right? So uh, I guess there was that. But uh, that even, that took me further out of the deletion feel, you know? Uh, It was just, um, okay, this was not, you know, this was not like the rest of them. And the fact that it was versus the firm, which is honestly not even a C tier story in uh, the grand scheme of AEW's creative right now. That took me out of it as well. Uh, when it was first announced, I already said that the firm does not deserve a deletion match. They're not wow. that guys. No, 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 they really aren't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is Ethan Page's thing. It's right up his uh, wheelhouse, but they did not build that up and none of them were uh, as big as stars as they could be for this match to really take off. So that's why it was a main event of Rampage because it was really a uh, second or third tier uh, uh, happening in the, in AEW's uh you know, a larger story right now. But, Shempre, it's still fun. Um, if you've never seen a match like this before, uh, it's still pretty fun. Um, yeah, like the stuff you mentioned, the the hilarious stuff. It's a lot better when it's absurd. Um, I felt like there was a lot more wrestling uh, in this deletion match than in previous deletion matches. So, parang it felt more like a, a wrestling-focused deletion match for me and not so much uh, a funny cinematic match. But um, I think if you take it in a vacuum, if you haven't seen a deletion match in a while, it's still pretty, uh, still pretty fun, I guess. And a question for the both of you, since you've seen it, Naren. What did you think of both Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy toggling between their two gimmicks in, the, ah, in just yeah. that one match? Because he was broken yes, Matt one yes, second, yes. then the next second he was normal Matt. And then yes. see Isaiah Cassidy would become Brother Zay like yeah. midway through the match. Okay, Emil, you go first. Um, 
I think it's fine because of the context of the match as well. I mean, it's a deletion match. Now everything, everything goes. You know, so even people switching gimmicks is really pretty acceptable in a setting like that. So I have no problems with it whatsoever. Uh, ako um, siempre the deletion matches were supposed to be a broken Matt Hardy thing, right? Uh, that's his brainchild it's it's where he goes to when he wants to really punish uh his uh nemesis at the moment right? so it was weird when uh the match was made by normal matt hardy so uh it it's all part of his uh, collective persona his collective character uh his many faces of matt hardy right? if you will but it is still kind of weird that you would do, or he would do a deletion match as his normal self, and then suddenly arbitrarily go to the broken uh, Matt Hardy character. So uh, I felt like there was a lot of fumbling dropped, uh, fumbling with regard to the storyline, just so you can, you know, uh, have a deletion match once more. Yeah, um, there was also this one bit na lahat nag-aaway by the ring inside uh, Matt Hardy's garage. And then you could see one of the videographers uh, <laughs> shooting footage. So that kind of took me out of the field then. Because in the other deletion matches, you would never see yung prod, di ba? Uh-huh. So medyo nakatanggal ng suspension of disbelief. And this is me trying my best not to nitpick. It's just that it really took me out of the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to nitpick it. I, I think... Uh, from the start of the guy, from the jump before this match even happened, uh, there was a lot to nitpick about them going here because I'm I'm assuming just a couple of the guys and Champress and a, the younger guys wanted to do a deletion match after having seen it in TNA. Yeah, everyone's looking for that viral moment, right? kind of like Grayson Waller. So mm. <laughs> uh, there was that. There was the firm deletion um, in some corners of the internet, but they would say it was a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the next pick. Uh, this one's from Emil from last week's episode of NXT. Yeah. All right. So my my pick uh, goes to uh, JD McDonough versus Dragon Lee from last week's uh, NXT. And this was a swan song for uh, one JD McDonough as uh, he got drafted to Raw, of course, in the draft. And now he is uh, moving to Raw starting uh, this week. And um and also this continues a uh, great string of matches that Dragon Lee's been having ever since he made his NXT debut. So another great match uh, under the belt for one Dragon Lee. It was a it was a terrific terrific match. Uh, definitely, it was longer than your typical NXT match in my opinion. Like it really went single longer than a normal NXT match would. And these two really went all out and delivered big time on this uh in this in this match. And now. Now that JD is moving on to the main roster, on the other hand, for Dragon Lee, I'm interested as to where he goes from here because they've been teasing this feud between um, Dragon Lee and Noam Dar. So are they going to bring back the Heritage Cup? Because I would love to see Dragon Lee. It's already uh, part of NXT canon. No, um, I saw this this article. Sorry. I saw this article that said that Shawn Michaels would like to have the the Heritage Cup defended on NXT, which is a weird choice of words because you're the guy who makes this <laughs> yeah. all happen. So why would you say you would like it unless he was just selling kayfabe? Yeah. Okay. Guess, but, guess, uh, Noam Dar says he wanted to defend it, right? or yeah. he's, he's yeah. parading it around. Uh, yeah, because I thought props nilang yon yung Heritage Cup. Okay. But okay. now, now like siguro I want I I want the the Heritage Cup to be defended, and I want Dragon League to compete in it. So, um, there. Hey man, it's, it's Chekhov's cup. So if it's there, you know they're gonna defend it. 
Ni lang yun. There were vignettes yeah. actually promoting heritage rules and yeah, the heritage yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh yeah. So, so if you yeah, have all of should. these things, then I highly doubt magre reverse course sila. Nibiglang nope, no one dares not defending anything. Sorry, <laughs> pero like logic tells me na you build yeah. something up, definitely my payoff yun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he got you there, Emil. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That's that's okay. That's okay. Uh, so okay. about this match, um, it was pretty fun. It was uh, again, um, if you haven't been watching NXT regularly, and I know I I tend to miss uh, a few episodes every now and then because I uh, I get too busy, right? But these uh, over the past year, over or over the past six or so months, they have been adding so many veteran talent that it really is feeling like NXT Black and Gold of old uh, again. So um, there is the veteran talent, and then there's still the rookie talent, right? So uh, a lot of it is good, and Champion, we get you know at least one veteran uh, indie matchup of the of the week, and this was one of them. And Champre, when you put Dragon Lee and JD McDonough together, um, you know you're in for a banger or a match of the night. Even though that wasn't my personal match of the night from last week's NXT. I actually pencil booked this match as my pick of the week, and then I, I remembered, oh, my backlash pangapala. So uh, I waited, and I'm glad that I did because a lot of our picks of the week are going to come from backlash, and we'll talk all about that uh, after the break. So uh, before we take said break, any last thoughts on JD versus Dragon Lee? Lenneman, um, I guess with regard to the draft, I, I kind of wish that someone else was also taken along yeah. with JD McDonough, like uh, another, another veteran. Uh, Grayson Waller's a veteran, but he's not like a veteran veteran in the same way like Ilya Dragunov Ilya. or Joe Coffey is, you know. Mm. Eto, uh, I've been following some of the rumors coming out of the draft and one of them is that uh, there is a JD for JD mm. uh, movement taking place behind the scenes. So, yeah. baka, baka draft ng judgment day si JD McDonough. So, what do you guys think about that prospect? Uh, this was because um, he is closely tied to Finn Balor as, yes. uh, as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And as much as possible, because I didn't want uh, JD and Jordan Devlin from before to get too close to Finn Balor. So when you do that, you can easily tell that uh, Jordan Devlin was Finn Balor light. And even though I'm sure he wasn't intending that, the the build, the ethnicity, uh, even some of the style you know, really harkens back to Finn. So I unless he is going to change the way he... Uh, presents himself and even wrestles. I, I, I don't. I am not too hot about JD for JD. Ikaw, Emil, what do you think about this one? I yes, I would kind of agree with Ro. Because in the first when Jordan Devlin first made his um, WWE debut in the UK Cup tournament, people were really calling him Finn Balor light, and they were yeah. really comparing him a lot to Finn Balor. And it took years for him to cultivate his. His own niche, his own own persona in WWE, and now we we just know him as JD McDonald. We we rarely even compare him to Finn Balor at this point. So as much as possible, I want him to continue doing his own thing rather than be associated with someone that he's being compared a lot with. Yeah, uh, we'll see where JD's post draft path takes him. Since he is on the same show as the Judgment Day, uh, only time will tell if JD for JD will be a good thing or not. Let's take that break. On the other side, our picks of the week from WWE Backlash. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. 
And we're back, so let's get right to it and talk about Backlash. Let's start with Rowan's pick, which is the sentimental favorite, I guess, for a lot of people who caught the show. It was the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Rhea Ripley and Zelina Vega. So uh, for someone like Rowan, for example, uh, who hasn't really seen a whole lot of Zelina Vega, he... Uh, still kind of thinks of her as an NPC kasi diba lagi siyang uh, valet dati ni Andrade then later uh, Legado del Fantasma uh, but you know it, it was a very emotional outing for her um, especially when they made references to her dedicating the match to her late father how uh, her parents emigrated from Puerto Rico tapos uh, her father actually passed away diba, in uh, the September 11 attacks. So there was a lot of extra meaning heading into this match. Now, like Camille Carlo, when we were on commentary, we really did our best to sell that because that was really the emotional hook of that match. Um, I was kind of surprised that the match was shorter than I thought it would be, but it wasn't like I had any uh, illusions naman, that Rhea would lose her first title defense. Um, all in all, though, I appreciated how I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It really tugged at the heartstrings. And uh, Zelina had her moment at the end where Rhea just left her to have the ring and the crowd could just shower her with love. First of all, I popped yung, uh, yung, yung chinelas when she went out of the ring and uh, held the yung, uh, what did they call that um, in commentary? I forgot. Um... The the local term for it, pero yun, um, yun, I think that's it. Yeah, <laughs> so I popped for that. And this could have been easily a squash match, pero I like that they at least build Selena as at least as a credible challenger by you know doing all like giving her all the references uh, Puerto Rico and and uh, and really building her up on commentary as well. So. Um, at least this year, like squash. Even though we all know Rhea Ripley uh, would easily, you know, defeat Selena Vega in a one-on-one one-on-one match. So, um, credits to both of them. They, I think, they really delivered on this one. Okay, so Stan mentioned that the match was short. I actually have thoughts on that. Uh, I was uh, really watching this before we came on air. Uh, and um, I noticed that Selena Vega seems to be like the female version or the women's division version of someone of a celebrity wrestler like uh, like a Bad Bunny or um, uh, a Logan Paul. So what that means, what I mean by that is basically um, she is scripted to feature her well. Uh, she's scripted to look really good by having her hit like you know big moves. That was um, uh, 
she'll um, look good for a while and then she'll eat uh, whatever offense to 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 lose. So, uh, Stan, you mentioned you told me that um, that was a backhanded compliment, and yeah. I and I thought and you thought that I was implying that Azulina was a bad wrestler. Um, it's not necessarily her being a bad wrestler because if she was a bad wrestler, she would not execute new spots near well. Like she she was all there for it. You know, she was um she was just uh she nailed everything perfectly, I think. That's why uh she also got managed to gather like a huge uh momentum uh and you know support from the hometown fans. But otherwise uh it was Re- or she wrestled it in a way that reminds me a lot of um of inexperienced local wrestlers in which uh you really choreograph a lot of what you'll do in the ring and then you you know hit those spots one after the other and then it's kind of it kind of comes off in a uh, less organic and natural way, and then this usually happens kapag bagong bago ka pa, and then you're able to remember everything that you wrote down, and then you execute it well, and then eventually you get enough experience, you do enough drills, you put in enough hours in training, where uh, to the point where you can move around the ring and you know go from spot to spot in a way that feels a lot more organic, and uh, I just think that Zelina hasn't had that much ring time um she spent 10 years as a wrestler but i don't think she spent all of those 10 years uh you know just having some significant ring time so uh that's why i feel like she was really uh booked around uh her strengths and whatever weaknesses she may have so that's why the match was short and um it was thankfully so because uh Otherwise, if it went too long, she would get exposed. Right? So that's, you know, the failings of the local wrestling scene. We went too long. So now exposed to right. rather, as uh, inexperienced wrestlers. So uh, when Rowan says it's a good match, it also because it was it also was because it was of the right length for a wrestler like Selena. And I hope that one day um, she can get even more experience and uh, uh, blossom further into the good wrestler. I think she could be because I um, Again, she hit her spots uh, in a in a great way, and I think there's more where that came from. Yeah, I think it also helps now the fact that uh, she was really made to look like the underdog babyface mm. with an insurmountable task ahead of her. Medro bagayin sa kanya because you know yeah, Puerto Rican in Puerto Rico, and she's undersized, especially uh, compared to someone like Rhea Ripley. So I, una, I didn't think she would be a believable babyface. Like yeah. when Legado suddenly turned face, diba? But uh, I, I was proven wrong and I'm happy to be proven wrong because we saw it right in front of our eyes when uh, she competed against Rhea at Backlash. I mean, yung Twitch firing pa lang. That, that's like the ultimate underdog there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No lies were spoken there. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go to the other women's championship match, the Raw Women's title yeah. between, uh, match between Bianca Belair and Io Sky. And let me just say, when I was calling this match, I was really shocked, as I'm sure you guys were, mm. that Bianca just got showered with booze yeah. by the Puerto wow, Rican yeah. crowd. Like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> I, I have things to say about that. But, uh, first... No, let's start with that. Because okay. you know, headline eh, coming out of that match. Okay, so I don't know why they booed. I just hope it wasn't a race thing. Because sometimes... Latinos, Latinas, Latinx. Uh, sometimes they could be racist against, you know, but Chempre, you know, they're dark skinned as well. Some of them are dark skinned as well. So that kind of is weird if that is the case. Maybe um, what I'm really hoping was that EO was really just that good. And um, 
maybe they followed NXT <laughs> black and gold pa, and then they remembered how great EO was as women's champion, something like that. But um, I don't, I don't understand it either. I, I'm trying to figure out why exactly Bianca was uh, was booed. Could it be also because of the fact that she has been champion for more than a year? I don't know. I guess we'll have to ask someone from San Juan. <laughs> ito, ito. Here's a here's a question. Just uh, to posit uh, things, because Eo has uh has has history in Mexico, having competed there earlier yeah. in her career. Could it yes. be that? Like yung lucha roots. I don't know because how much Puerto Rico follows closely uh, Mexican lucha libre. Because um, you don't go to Puerto Rico to watch lucha libre. Um, you know, I don't know if you heard this, but you know, Corey and, and Cole, they were constantly referring to it as the birthplace of hardcore, or you know, one of the uh, one of the centers for hardcore wrestling. So I believe that that was the. Um, signature Puerto Rican style, if not, you know, typical uh, Western style wrestling. So I'm not I'm not quite sure if they also had a strong tie to the Mexican lucha scene. Yeah, it was so weird. Um, so anyway, uh, the Bianca EO match was actually pretty fun. Um, yes. I, I, I did expect EO to put up a fight, which she did. Um, and I... Uh, I was expecting EO at some point to pander more to the fans, especially after she'd received yung, uh, all of the hero reactions diba, from the crowd, all the babyface reactions. Uh, we didn't exactly get that. Uh, but, you know, um, nothing much to complain about because that match was a great opener naman for what ended up being a very stacked show. Yeah. Um, one, the, the good stuff first. It was really, really good. I felt like Bianca and EO saw the Rhea Charlotte match and then said that they wanted to top it. Um, EO is like the best um, dance partner that Bianca has had in this reign uh, in particular. Uh, they're both are really athletic, some, somehow really acrobatic, and they use that to their um, full advantage. So it was really, really good. And then uh, the match length was also great. I when it, Just when I thought it was about to get uh, to be over, uh, they kept going, and then they just... I know ramped up the drama even more, which is why the Puerto Rico crowd was so into it, and why eventually I think they came around to cheering Bianca again at the end. So, uh, but uh, I did feel that even though Bianca is a hell of an athlete, it did kind of expose her as an inexperienced, uh, relatively inexperienced pro wrestler because when she started getting booed. Uh, one, she got flustered, and two, she kept going and sticking to the plan as if nothing was wrong. So, to me, because to us, um, when we are trained and drilled, now if the crowd isn't reacting to you properly, it's time to switch things up. Because Bianca was supposed to be uh, the babyface, and she was supposed to get unilateral uh, cheers, right? So, when that didn't happen, you're supposed to tweak something. I'm not calling for um. A full-blown double turn because that's not the creative direction they were told to go out and do but you gotta um and this is me divulging some of the secrets sorry emil um <laughs> you do have to make a little bit of adjustment so when you when you hear that the crowd who is supposed to be rooting for you is now suddenly rooting for your opponent you gotta kind of lean into that a little bit be a little more aggressive that was eo should have given herself a little more to be um the face in peril or the wrestler in peril 
uh, in the match, and they just didn't do that. And to me, I said that was like the test for me uh, to see if Bianca truly understood what it means to be a wrestler in her level at the moment. And um, you mentioned Stan to me uh, that uh, maybe the producers wouldn't have wanted her to do that. The producers are former wrestlers; they know exactly when to do that kind of thing. And that was the moment you kind of had to do that kind of thing. So. Uh, it's a learning experience for Bianca. Um, I, I know she hasn't been booed since her, since her NXT days. Yeah. But uh, um, now she will have to get used to it, especially when she has a monster year-plus-long reign that not everyone is uh, happy to see right now. Yeah, people might be confused uh, about uh, like, si to stuff that we talked about but haven't mentioned on the pod is because yeah, yeah. we spend the entire day talking breaking about, stuff down, yeah, yeah. talking mm-hmm. about these things. Yeah. So, ito, um, so like after we had that conversation prior to recording the podcast, I guess the takeaway there is by making those tweaks or those adjustments to the style you would have orig- originally brought into the match, that's your way of really interacting with the crowd and acknowledging their reactions to you instead of closing Closing yourself off now and then I'm, I'm gonna do what yes, I'm supposed yes. to be doing without listening to you. And if you do that, kasi, um, you're gonna risk ending up getting the you know the Robin Sane treatment. Diba? Like right. I'm 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 right, so I will do things my way, the the perceived quote unquote right way. Mm-hmm. So there, uh some wrestling knowledge for you, Emil. <laughs> Sorry, Emil never yes. got to talk. <laughs> what did you think of this match, Emil? <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, you already already have uh, said everything uh, need, that is uh, needed to be said about this match. Again, it's a terrific opener, and I'm glad that it was given the time that you know, it was allowed. Because um, uh, less than ten minutes wouldn't be, wouldn't give this match justice. Because these two are two of the best talents that they have in the women's division. Right now, so I'm glad that uh, Triple H let them cook, and you know we had ourselves a really great opening match uh, at Backlash. Yes, uh, really quickly, uh, I still think that these two are like the elite of the elite uh, in the women's division right now. Like people say, Impact has the best women's division, but uh, WWE still has the elite of the yeah. elite women's division. Yeah, uh, more Bianca EO, please. They're on the same brand anyway. Uh, I, I just want more. All right, uh, let's get to my pick of the week, which was the San Juan street fight between Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Uh, let's start with the entrance. Very emotional for yeah. uh, everybody in the arena, just singing along to Chambea. And if you've never heard that song before, that was actually the first song na ginawani Bad Bunny in a music video na my wrestling reference because freaking Ric Flair was in it. And that was before Ric Flair drip, right? <laughs> mm, yes, so for yes, context yeah. to people, na unapato sa Ric Flair drip. And um, I, I also loved yung gigel that both of these guys worked with knowing that they weren't gonna close out the show because about row you and Trina were saying on the stream last yep. week that no these guys are closing the show they're the main event yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> no 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 the room I saw the rumors um they were deliberating a new main event mm-hmm. and this was in the running uh so I were Chino and I were not off base there right uh, I, I guess the pull of Cody Rose and Brock Lesnar was just too strong but I, I still stand by that. And I think a lot of people also stand by that. The that the hometown boy, the the hometown hero should have ended the show. And that entrance alone proves it. Um for some reason I, it was my first time hearing Chambea as well. Uh, I'm not gonna lie that uh say and say that I'm totally hip to bad everything Bad Bunny did. But um even I was almost moved to tears by how the entire crowd was singing this one song that not everyone you know outside the united uh, outside puerto rico knows 
<laughs> so that was pretty fucking awesome and goes to show you how important Benito was to a whole, you know, society of people. Yeah, uh, to be fair, I will give credit to Rowan ASH because he actually recognized Chambea the moment Bad Bunny made his entrance. <laughs> yeah, so good on Rowan for yeah. recognizing the song. Because it took me a while. Then when Rowan said Chambea, I was like, holy crap, it's the Ric Flair video. Uh-huh. So I put two and two together and then I mentioned it on commentary. Uh, but yeah, um, I think this performance really proves how legit Bad Bunny is. And I think he inches closer to Stephen Amell here. I still don't think he's better than Stephen Amell. Yeah, yeah. But, but he's very, very close now to Amel in the, the celebrity wrestler power rankings uh, and I, I loved the interferences from Savio Vega and Carlito like I popped huge for that great tribute to the history of Puerto Rico in uh, wrestling as a whole diba uh, kupa si Carlito actually I dare say he looks way better today than he did in his last WWE run towards the end yeah um, okay, a lot of people don't follow Carlito like he was here in Manila in 2012, yeah. Uh, but he wasn't. He didn't start this body transformation yet. But for the f- relatively few people like me who did follow Carlito on social media, we know that he became Body Guy Lito. Yep. And a body guy obviously is a guy who uh, really improved and worked on his body to uh, have the best or some of the best aesthetics in pro wrestling. So uh, a lot of people, I think think Carlito retired and let himself go but he was really just wrestling in smaller promotions here and there you know just getting uh, just getting by I think so go to um, Chepre uh, Sami Zayn said recently he made a lot more money on the indies than in uh, NXT when he was first signed so I think that's a lucrative or it's a it's a sufficient enough lifestyle for Carlito so oh, I wasn't surprised that he looked that good yeah um it's just it's something like I want to still be it when I get to my forties. So uh, kudos to Carlito for being always ready, and I hope that it means that they really finally sign him again. Yeah, after Royal Rumble twenty twenty one, but we thought, oh yeah, he's probably gonna get another run, and then he didn't show up again. Then ito bumalik siya. Uh, you know, Carlito is more uh, legit big body than big body Javi. Uh-huh. So good, good on you, Carlito. Really love that moment. And yeah, see Tio Savio or Savio Vega also getting to have his moment both backstage and there in front of the crowd. Uh, it it harkens back naman to his heyday with Los Boricuas in the Attitude Era. So really good stuff all around from this San Juan Street Fight, which I will agree with you. You guys, this should have closed the show. Yeah, and the, you know the Carlito, the Savio Vega, the Rey Mysterio run-ins. That was the Eldo, uh, the Judgment Day run-ins. That shit is like uh, bloodline level run-ins uh, in a, in a Roman Reigns match. So why couldn't it have closed the show? Yeah, plus Bad Bunny just getting all that love from the crowd. But imagine what Zelina got, then amplify that uh, by a hundred. Uh, that was what Benito got towards the end of his match. You said that uh, he's not better than Stephen Amell, or, and obviously Logan Paul and Pat McAfee. Yeah, but I will say that you know some of the things Bad Bunny did in there a lot better than actual wrestlers I've seen. You can also be in wear, but better than some of them. <laughs> yeah, Bad Bunny is fucking the- awesome, man. Sorry, Emil. I, I just want to say, who had Savio Vega appearing in 2023 in their, no, I, in their bingo card? I, I mean, think a I'm lot of sure people did. Bingo card they you know, did Puerto go Rico. to Puerto Rico. 
Okay. Uh, okay. That, that's okay. Maybe that's my fault because I, I, I would I would no, have no idea who he is. Yeah. Really. <laughs> I, I would okay. I would forgive that if it if you meant the other two colognes who are uh, oh, yeah. some of the better some of the best wrestlers I've seen in, in my book and deserve <laughs> more love. Because uh, the most popular cologne right now is Carlito. Yeah. I mean, yeah. outside of Carlos and, Colon, uh, like the real and, old fans. Yeah, and again, nung nag nung pumasok si Carlito, bigla ko nalala how how good his theme song actually is. And um hindi hindi ko kasi siya naabutan nung yeah, when, that's when, I, when I became a, a wrestling fan already, but um, when he made that entrance in that pop, that that theme song, that theme song I got reminded of how good it was. So yeah. Just yeah. great match overall and uh it should have made I agree with you guys. It should have made a then. Mm-hmm. So um, like, I, like, I, I'm so grateful na Carlito spat in the face of Dom who didn't want to be cool because he let me get to say ginusto mo yan so organically on commentary. <laughs> yeah, and uh, a reminder, it's almost 20 years since Carlito first spit his apple. So uh, that makes me feel really old. Take your name on maintenance meds now. Yeah. Mine. <laughs> God. God. <laughs> Alright, so there uh, Those are our picks of the week Obviously, more than half of them came from Backlash Which just happened uh, a few weeks uh, A few days ago, rather uh, So go let us know what your picks of the week are And then in a couple of days When we regroup for the live stream Thursday at 7pm on Facebook and YouTube We will convene once more As one wrestling wrestling podcast community We will go to church and talk wrestling Yes. Uh, until yep. then um, Please keep following the podcast At Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and on TikTok and at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. Don't forget the Night of Champions viewing party happening on May 28th, Manila time at 1am Sahabi Stadium, snack.ph slash geektalkph for your tickets. And if you want to keep talking shop with us individually, it is at Row is War, at China Supersized, at EML underscore Meister, at Monday Night Rowan, and at underscore Stan C. Thank you very much to all of our Babyface producers at Podcast Network Asia for the work that they do behind the scenes. And on behalf of Emil A.S.H. and Romaran, my name is Stan C. saying stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 